Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. And we are going to get started with some announcements. Fake beep, out. Beep, 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 beep. I did a fake out. Okay. First of all, when this episode airs, it will be the 7th. If you've made it thus far without hearing Wham's Last Christmas or Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, congratulations. You are one third of the way. I'm out on one, in on one. Okay, good. Interesting. Katie doesn't usually say if she's playing or not, which someone on Twitter pointed out is the opposite of my life insurance policy, which is tell everybody if you've changed your life insurance so everybody knows. You do the opposite in case people will sabotage you. Teenagers might just... Oh, definitely. Okay. Just coming down the street with a boombox on a bicycle. (laughs) Well, no, actually, someone on Instagram did get outed last year. They got whammed i think in a drive-by whamming That's someone was up. driving really slow by their house with their windows down playing it so you have a bad the, friend in and your then group and you somebody need to else, sort that out somebody else first day got out on both their husband set his ringtone to one of the songs and then put his phone in the fridge playing one of the songs so when she went in I thought I can't even be mad because that's really funny. It's pretty that he was funny. so into it. It's really funny. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, you really should follow us on social media. It's Whamageddon and Mariah Geddon. Yeah. Mariah Armageddon. And it's super fun. It's yeah, a fun you gotta game. You got to be really careful. You got to scroll TikTok with your sound off. You got to wear earbuds everywhere you go. Online shopping is best. If you're and you'll a have to follow worker, us on social media. Don't say any more. Oh, yeah. You got to follow us on social media for all the tips. There you go. And also for the 20th time, please stop telling me you got out in October. I don't know how many times I have to say it. December Thanksgiving, right? Oh, okay. December 1st. It starts December 1st. And I've posted again multiple times announcing it. And every day I get at least three or four messages of people saying, but oh, if you, I got out. And I let go, me tell you this. If you are one of those people sending the messages, don't feel bad. Because I heard Wham. I heard the Wham song. And I th- turned to Oliver and I said, oh, I'm out. And he goes, you don't know? It starts December 1st. See, Oliver knows because Oliver follows so us on Twitter. Oliver knows, but I'm not on social media. I'm also the second host of this podcast. <laughs> and I thought I was out. So don't feel too bad. You're not alone in the world. Yeah, it's fine. We're just happy you're participating, truly. Absolutely. Okay, second, thank you, everyone. This is our yearly thank you. Yesterday and the day before was the day Spotify's most played podcast lists. Everyone got theirs. And I don't, Katie, are you familiar with this? If you're on Spotify or whatever, some other podcast apps do it. They send you your top five for the year. And everyone sends us screenshots or puts it in their stories and tags us. And it like is so heartwarming to see that we are on so many of your top five lists. And we're on the top of many of your lists. And that's you. We're on top of Dateline. Sometimes it's like us number one, Dateline's number three. And that's messed up. That is messed up, but I love it. I still appreciate it. It's very sweet. And also... The few people that had a date with the bake on their top five when we've only had 10 episodes. You're the true champions. I don't even know how that's possible. And I love looking at the numbers. It'll be like, you have listened to four days and 17 hours of a date with Dateline. And I'm like, I love that. Thank you. Too many days, but I love it. It makes us feel really good. So thank you. And the last message that I have is that holiday season, time of giving, a great idea is merch. Check out Tee Public, but a better idea 
is a Patreon or Supercast membership for someone. You can Amazing. pay monthly on Supercast. You can pay yearly. And wow. all you need is the person's email address. And then it sends them episodes. It's a great idea for a Boom, gift. boom, boom. That yeah. is a good gift. Yeah. That's all I have. Let's go. This story is called Safari Story, which I guess I like. Do you like um, it? I don't know. It's like Christmas Story. I just thought immediately L.A. Story. Oh, L.A. Story. Yeah. But yeah, Safari Story works. I was thinking of something else, but I can't think of what it, Toy Story. I don't know what I was thinking of. Oh, there we go. Um, season 31, Episode 11, December t- 2nd, 2022, Andrea Canning, our queen, and... Hosted by Lester, no Vester, Lester with one of Mankey's hankies, I give up. Here's what I want to say. It's been a very long, exhausting year, and all I wanted from Lester Holt is some consistency. You know, like when parents are getting divorced and you're supposed to keep routines very consistent for the children? I am that child, and all I needed from Lester Holt was some consistency, and he failed as a parent. So that's how I feel. Then this is going to hurt. Because I think what we're seeing with Lester is growth. We're seeing a style evolution. You just don't like it. You don't like the change. It's true. I don't. I'm sorry. I mean, I I still think he looks handsome. He does. And it looks better. And you know it. No, I don't. I disagree. I liked the vests. Because you don't want the change. I don't want there to be two hankies. The hankies throwing me off too. I'll give you that. Even if he just did a suit and no hanky, I would be okay. Maybe he could try a bow tie. No. At least he's wearing no. glasses Ascot? and I'm happy about the glasses. They're giving me some semblance of yeah. consistency. If the glasses Maybe. go, it's all bets I got are it. off. An ascot. I said an ascot. Yeah. Oh, is that what you said? I did. I said an ascot. <laughs> ascot might do it. Yeah, I think an ascot. Or okay. maybe a Panama hat. Okay, I could see that. Panama hat might work. But then I feel like people are going to call him Hannibal Lester. Yeah. <laughs> Because of the Panama hat. I Hannibal love it. Lecter. Okay. That's I perfect. Just, nobody take that. Don't, no, don't use TM. that. No, yeah. TM. So we are in Zambia. And so this is an international dateline. Yeah. And forget cow and horse B-roll. We're getting hippos. We're getting zebras. So I'm officially thinking zebras, not horses. Oh, boy. We're thinking antelope. We're getting, you know, elephants and lions. And Andrea is there. And I'm very worried she's going to get trampled by a wild boar. But... Dateline likes to, she likes to be put in danger. She's an adventurous gal. I think she probably loved this trip to Africa and I would love to ask her about it. Yeah. Well, let's ask her next time we see her. Yes, please. So Andrea says some people come to photograph wildlife. Some people come to hunt. And right away, Katie across the continent from me thought, oh, crap, I'm going to have to rein in Kimberly all episode. No, I'm going to let you do it now, and then this is your chance. Really? I'm going to let you say what you want to say. People know. If they don't know, you can say it, and then anything after this, you're in danger. (laughs) You're in danger of being cut. (laughs) I've never been afforded this opportunity Unless it's incredibly clever, you're in danger of being cut. So go. (laughs) Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really just happy that everyone on Twitter seemed to be on my side and also thought 
trophy hunting of exotic am- animals in Africa is gross. And also, it's not a sport. A sport is where you're competing against a- an opponent who knows that they are competing and who is given the same equipment to participate in the sport as you are. It is not a fair fight to sit in a bush far, far away with a scope and hit someone with a gun who doesn't have a gun. Now you need to say three very important words. In my humble opinion. There we go. There we go. But I think big game hunting is problematic all across the board. I think people yeah. have trouble with seeing animals like that that are seem very rare and possibly on the verge of extinction. We don't know. And so, yeah, yeah it seems scary. I think that most people would say that unless you are in that world. Yeah. But most of us who are just like know about hunting or whatever, yeah. it seems. Ooh. And I am not blaming the people that live in Africa and this is their livelihood. Absolutely not. No I am blaming the rich people from America who spend all of their money and time and passion on going and killing these beautiful creatures. First person we meet. Oh, boy. Betsy Wonke. Katie, do you have anything to say? No. Did you recognize her? No, do I know her? Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes. I met her? No. Mm. We know her. It's in We Know Her because she was on Dateline. And so this is her second time on Dateline. And the most recent time was, well, the episode is very old. We've done this episode that she was on earlier twice. We just did it in August as a redo because it was our first season when we originally did it. It's called The Intruder. Betsy was the woman who, unbeknownst to her, was dating a man who was <gasps> leading a double life, was married, and killed his wife, even though she ironically ran a self-defense academy for warrior women. So it was a bit like the call is coming from inside the house. And she is back on Dateline for a second time. My first thought is... We, Katie and I, have been extremely excited every time we've gotten to meet Andrea Canning multiple times, but this is not the way to go about it, Betsy. Also, why are you on Dateline again? If it happens a third time, I'm going to suspect that you are in on it because that's too big of a coincidence. The problem is I liked her first and second time on Dateline. I liked her this time, too. I wrote, I like Betsy. Great. So <laughs> apparently I just, I'm bet. Betsy, you want to come on and talk to us? We have questions about both your episodes. This would be yeah. a perfect person for us to talk to. And I was not as kind to Betsy the first time, but that was when we were new to the podcast and it was hard for me to imagine how she didn't, how she stuck by him kind of, in my opinion, a little too long. Once we had been doing the show for a long time, I realized how love really does make you blind yeah, to a really lot of does. things yeah. and makes you see what you want to see. So I really do understand it. It's just wild that she is on another dateline because someone very close to her was murdered. Wow. Yeah. So Betsy is friends with a hunting couple from Pittsburgh, Bianca Rudolph and Larry Rudolph. Larry is a dentist and a big game hunter. Now, to clarify for the second big coincidence of the night, he is not the dentist that killed Cecil, the beloved lion, a few years ago that caused an international scandal. This is a different big game trophy hunter dentist. Now, if you're thinking it's almost like dentists are all sadists, you obviously didn't see a documentary called Little Shop of Horrors, which confirms that the white men ones are. Wait a minute. De- okay, hold on. And I believe that was a documentary starring Steve Martin. Uh, something and Rick Moranis. Rick so, Moranis. Hold on a second. Okay. 
All right, so what's I, the percentages of dentists that are into big game hunting? Right. That I don't, I mean, it makes me think 100% because of the Cecil guy. R.I.P. Cecil. Maybe high though, maybe like 40%. I mean, and there was that rumor for a long time that they was they were the highest percentage of suicides in the dentist, that was dentistry a rumor. profession. I don't believe that's true, but they might be the highest percentage of big game hunters. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So the Ra- Rudolphs, apologies, loved hunting in Africa, so much so they had their own hunting cabin built in Kafui, Zambia, which is how I feel about hunters. Kafui. In 2016, they visited there, and Bianca's main goal for the trip was to kill a leopard. And Larry usually was the hunter too, but he was just going to support her on this life goal of hers and they had a guide with them named Spencer for two weeks and Spencer said Bianca was very experienced and a great shot he and the camp manager Godfrey both said that they were a very happy loving couple Bianca unfortunately well or fortunately depending on which side you're on never bagged that leopard and she was disappointed it was time to go back to the US for a nephew's wedding So the leopard lives another day. They're early packing. They're going back to the States. Godfrey and Spencer are waiting nearby to say goodbye. They hear a gunshot coming from the cabin. They run in. They find Bianca dead in a pool of blood with a shotgun next to her. And it's still in a bag, but the bag is partially unzipped. And there's a blast hole in the bag from a a shell going through it. And Larry is crying. He tells them he was in the shower in the bathroom. She's packing, he thinks, and trying to force the gun into the gun case, and it went off. So then we find out that Larry and Bianca have been married for over 30 years. She was very religious and proud to have a good marriage that others looked up to. More on that later. Larry opened up several dental practices and had commercials on the air. People trusted him because he was the dentist from the commercials, to which I say, don't pick people that are going to be in your mouth because you saw them on TV. He was hugely successful. They had a bunch of practices. They had multiple homes. But all over Pittsburgh or just Phoenix? They had another home in Phoenix. But where was the practice? Pittsburgh. And so was, he would start, he started to work remotely. Like he would just I, come in, okay. check on the businesses and go back to their big home in Phoenix. Okay, gotcha. So they would travel the world on safaris. They had two kids, a daughter who joined the dental firm and dental practice, and the son became a lawyer. Larry joined a hunting advocacy group. Larry was so passionate about hunters advocacy that he eventually rose the ranks and became president of that group. Then he joined a second hunting advocacy group, and he became president of that one. This is Which why seems slightly more sinister than the first one. Yes. The first, the second one's sort of emblem, I believe, had some sort of a head of a boar or something with guns under it, almost mm-hmm. like a skull and crossbones, mm-hmm. which seems more ominous than the SCI, which is the Safari Club International, which could mean a host of things. Right. The second one, the Weatherby Club, means right. one thing. <laughs> skull and crossbones with an animal head, which is not, it's just not, it's not subtle. 
I Although guess is what I'm saying. The B-roll for the SCI club. Had a lot of taxidermy. Tons of huge taxidermy. Lots of taxidermy. Yes. And parts of it seemed to be decorated like the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> like they wanted to look like they were on a safari, even when they were just at their meetings. It um, still felt less sinister yeah, than, the than the emblem of the other club, which is also yeah. done in black and gold, it looked like. Now, Betsy is a part of that second group, and that's right. how she met. So now I want Betsy to come on because I want to okay. ask Betsy about it. I want to know if there's a secret handshake. I just right. I want to know. Right. Is it like skulls? Um, yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is it a secret club? Kind right. Of? Bianca formed an interest in hunting when they met and started getting really into it. She helped raise money for the foundation advocacy groups. They were what Betsy calls a hunting power couple until oh that morning when Bianca was killed from a shot to the chest. We'll get more on this later, but we learned that it was quickly ruled an accident by the Zambian police. Huh. Larry is in Zambia. He sends an email to a relative in the States to inform them that he won't be at the wedding. He doesn't mention what happened to Bianca. He says, we have to miss wedding or something. That's what the subject was. Yeah. We have had to extend our African trip. Regrettably, we'll miss the wedding. Regards to all. And I thought it was so strangely for kind sir it is with deepest sorrow that i regret to inform you that mr and mrs rudolph will be unable to attend the wedding of prince harry and Meghan markle i thought it was very regards sincerest apologies and de- regards. Deepest regards. please forward all mail to <laughs> Ka- kafui river cabin four zambia uh, i will call upon you when i return so Larry eventually flies home and because they rule it as an accident. I, another thing I thought was weird, he doesn't tell his kids yet, but instead of waiting to tell them in person, he tells them while he's on a layover in Johannesburg on his way flying home. I just don't know why he wouldn't just wait to tell them once he got there if he was already flying home. And he just tells the son and that makes the son tell the daughter. I don't know. Yeah, I have some real... This is very... Like, I understand waiting to tell them in person. No, I don't. Oh, I don't at all. You don't? No, call your kids right away. Okay. Absolutely not. Interesting. I could see wanting to wait to tell them in person. I guess. But then he didn't even do that. He called them from the airport in Johannesburg. Exactly. And then only calls the son? Right. Call your daughter. But maybe he felt like she was more fragile and needed some in-person support. But then I'm not a fan of that. Tell him. Why do you say that? You don't. That's not. Well, we do hear the daughter later. That's true. But we don't. Yeah. And we don't know their dynamic. I guess it's just it just seems like that would be information they would want to know right away because they're adult children. So then if they wanted to fly to Zambia. Right. Right. Maybe they would. Right. No, it, the way he handles things is very rushed, very strange, yep. very shady. There, there's some things that don't smell right. Yeah. So Larry, he flies home eventually and they do a memorial service and he sorts out her estate, files for life insurance claims, all of the normal things. The employees at the dental practice are instructed to not mention Bianca's death to him and to act like nothing happened. No. That's weird. That's and weird. there's. And there were other things they were not supposed to talk about. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. boy. So then we meet Sherry, 
who worked at the dental practice, and we meet Anna, who used to work there as an office manager. And Anna hears the news about Bianca and flashes back to many things she knew from when she worked there. And they were all things about an employee named Lori Milliron. Another Lori for you folks. Yeah. Lori is a former hygienist, but for some reason was now kind of in charge of billing and finances at the dental practice. And there was a lot of talk about her and Larry. And they made it obvious they would come in to work together in the same car and then leave together. And not because climate change, we're carpooling. No. How obvious. And everyone knows Bianca and everyone knows he's married. And that's this is just a- the hubris of that is mind blowing. Sorry. And this is also only when he's this is why I was caught up on the practice being in Pittsburgh, because this is only happening when he's in the practice in in Pittsburgh. So maybe Bianca is in Phoenix. Right. So maybe it gets that they're not really there together that much. Bianca and Larry. Right. That's weird. It's weird. And also no one knows really what Lori's job title is. Even Anna, who's the office manager. It's kind of like, what does she do here? Oh, that's weird. I don't like that. And then when Larry's daughter, Anna Bianca, which is a little confusing, joins the practice as mm-hmm. a dentist, they were really, don't talk about this. Even though it's so obvious what's happening, don't mention it. And the daughter would ask Sherry, what does Lori do here? Like, why is she always with my dad? And Sherry would say, oh, uh. And that's a horrible position to put Sherry into. It's just horrible. Yeah. So Anna, the office manager, says that one day Lori came to her house with tools to help her build a dresser, which is very nice. But It then, is nice because building dressers are just... That's like driving someone to the airport. That's one of those longtime friendship helping things. I'm considering flying you out yeah. because I had to do an order from a Swedish furniture place. yeah and we know where i'm talking about oh yeah we Um, love that place i'm not a fan but (laughs) it had to be done Mm -hmm. and there are some large items that i'm terrified of and i need your help i might need tiny hands (laughs) i am worried that works on airplanes i do things backwards and because he he works on airplanes it feels cruel to have him put it's not a couch to have him put together large rectangular objects okay i'll do it i'm pretty good at those actually yeah i feel like you'd be good at it i follow directions very carefully yeah i know and i think that you would see if i'm doing it backwards and stop me in time yeah that's the worst there that has happened before so Yeah. yeah yeah so she as she's helping anna with this dresser volunteers she's having an affair with larry and Andrea is Andrea Canning is delighted by this. She's like, "What?" So it's like, "Oh, here's a screw." Yeah, I'm having an affair with him. She I think Anne. No, Anna's one of those disarming people. Yeah, I feel like you might also be one of those people where people tell you more secrets than maybe you want to know. Yeah, you're also I very do. good at keeping secrets. I am. I do get the gossip usually. I feel like it's just one of those things where people feel like they can tell Anna things. But I don't get that vibe from Anna, so I'm confused why I would not open up to Anna. Especially workplace dynamics if she's the office manager. Office manager? Are you crazy? 
Why are you telling? Like, is there open an up HR? to the intern? There's no HR department. I don't know who I'm. No, but open kidding. up to someone who like someone could, then you could get fired. Right, someone below you. Right. So someone who might be having boyfriend troubles of their own. Right. Like something where there's something in common. I, it yes. seems weird to. It seems like Lori had zero friends and just needed. It almost also feels like bragging a little bit. It absolutely does. Or putting Anna in her place. Hey, you mm. may be the office manager, but I am still above you because I am sleeping with the owner of the office. And that's not thing. the flex you think it is, Lori. It makes you look terrible. It really makes everyone look terrible. Yeah. It's awful. It's yeah. putting everyone in a horrible position. Yeah. So Anna tries to find out, does the daughter know what's happening? So this she, is wild. But it almost seems like she was trying to tell the daughter. She was like, wow, your dad's really close with Lori. Do you think there's anything going on there? And this is where you're not like Anna at all. No, because I would never do that. this is so unsubtle. I would tell her or not tell her. I wouldn't do these games. <laughs> this is a game. You're playing yeah. with her mind. And also, it's her dad. Yeah. Don't do this. You talk to someone else in the office. Don't go to the daughter and be like, so this is funny. Yeah. This check is signed by Lori, but it's written by your dad. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you being like this? This is a weird thing. And it, but the daughter seems to say, no, I think they just, no, I don't think there's anything going on. And that doesn't bode well for the future. No, it does not. Also, I think the daughter definitely has blinders on because Larry was a known womanizer kind of throughout the marriage, it appears to be. Even our dear repeat warrior, Betsy, dateline repeat warrior, got a call from him at 3 a.m. saying, I want to come up to your room so we can talk about business. They were at some conference for hunting advocacy or something like that. And she thought, no, it's 3 a.m. That's super weird. And also no, because she knows what he's been up to. And also Betsy's been down this road. Also Betsy's, and I don't know if this happened. Yeah, this would have happened after probably the story with the intruder. She's like, I've already been on Dateline. She's suspicious. Also, Betsy's a hot ticket. She has other options that are maybe not married, hopefully. I just mean that now we have two men kind of being like, hey, lady. Yeah, everyone wants to cheat on their wife with Betsy. Poor Betsy. I'm sorry, Betsy. Bet They love the warrior self-defense women empowerment as they're cheating on their wife <laughs> and then maybe killing them. Weird. 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 This if is weird. If he had killed Betsy, if he had killed Bianca for Betsy. Oh, my. This, it would have happened to her twice, where a man killed his wife to be with her. She would have to move. I mean, like, move to Argentina. New country, new identity, new language, maybe a wig. But if she had, like, pheromones that she could sell or something, or magical Clovis. She could market I mean, I don't want anyone to kill someone for me, but, like, she seems to have some sort of spell. She definitely does. Wow. So, at... Okay, then we find out why Larry switched foundations, hunting advocacy groups, so suddenly. At the first foundation advocacy, a bunch of the men there did a cheating intervention, I would call it, which is they pulled Larry aside and said, you need to stop all this adultering, adultering. You are not presenting yourself or representing the foundation in a moral way, which is super rich to me. Wow. 
But also, that is the kind of intervention show that I would watch. And Katie loves intervention, but I don't think they do that kind of intervention on intervention. They do not. Do they? Not for adulterers. No. Adultervention. Adultervention. (laughs) TM. New show idea. 2024. Great idea. But they found what he was doing so embarrassing to the club that they pulled him aside. And he's like, no, he shut it down. So they decided to accuse him of misconduct because of adultery, kicked him out of the foundation, took his hunting awards away. These are my awards, mother. I got them from safari. From hunting. (laughs) And he files a defamation suit back at SCI, the hunting group. To get his awards back. To get his awards back from Safari. And the case drags on for years. And at this point, you're thinking, Bianca had to know that something is going on because she was also in these foundations. And he's now like legally in a lawsuit with these people. Yeah. So he appears in a deposition where and says, I'm being accused of having a long-term affair that apparently my wife knows about. And he says the whole thing's false. Okay. Bianca is deposed. This is only three months before her death. She's asked, do you know if your husband is having an affair with a woman named Lori, which is Lori? And Mm -hmm. she says no. Which could mean she doesn't know if they're having an affair or no, he's not having an affair. I think she knew. And guess who won? Larry won. Mm. He won the defamation suit. SCI has to pay Larry a sum of money. This man is so good at getting money. It's sickening. Yeah, he really is. Because there's another incident later where he gets more money in the most wild thing you've ever heard. So Betsy thinks Bianca did know and was just sticking in there, hanging in there. She was loyal to him. She loved him. Mm-hmm. But she did say that as time went on, Bianca's eyes were dimming and it was all what was happening with Larry. And to that, I say, ladies, raise your standards. I mean, this is so sad. You That's deserve really sad. to thrive and not have your light dimmed. True or your eyes, or your makeup, or your skin. (laughs) As Tyra Banks said, don't dull your shine for anybody. That's the truth. And the people at Thrive know a few things about shining. This is the season. We're in it. And it's known for a few things. Pine-smelling candles, specialty, mostly upbeat music that is played in stores at only one time of the year, and also presents. And I'm talking about the giving of presents. And luckily this year, you can give gifts that give back with up to 45% off Thrive Cosmetics holiday sets for a limited time. You heard me right. What? 45% off Thrive Cosmetics holiday sets for a limited time. Get on it. Thrive Cosmetics makes high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, and cause is in the name of Thrive Cosmetics for a reason, because Thrive has a mission that is bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes. 
Now, let's talk about these holiday gift sets. Let's get down to business because the gift sets are the serious business. They are the reason for the season. Many of these gift sets include the best-selling Thrive Liquid Lash Extensions (gasps) Mascara. It is the first vegan tubing mascara. It has more than 20,000 five-star reviews for a very good reason. They have a proprietary tubing formula that dramatically lengthens each lash from root to tip, and it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. Also in many of these sets is the Brilliant Eye Brightener, which is a cream to powder highlighter stick that brightens and opens your eyes. It gives you basically an instant eye lift. You apply it to the inner corner of your eyes if you want to look like you've had plenty of sleep, which is something that can come in handy during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Also included in many of the sets is the Infinity Waterproof Eyeliner. This waterproof eyeliner is smudge proof for all day where it has intense high impact pigmentation, In one smooth swipe, they have semi-permanent technology that's used in microblading in the formula of this eyeliner. So it's reimagined as an eyeliner. It's incredible. It's so groundbreaking. There's your smudgeness. Or there's your no smudgeness. Right, no smudgeness. No smudgeness. Also, one of the holiday gift sets includes all three of those items that I just named. Oh my gosh. So right now, you can get up to 45% off their best-selling products when you purchase holiday sets by visiting thrivecosmetics.com forward slash date dateline. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash date dateline to start shopping their holiday sets. So thrive your way into the new year and give someone else a chance to thrive in 2023 as well. Thank you so much, Thrive. Thank you, Thrive. Are you on the hunt for better mental health? Yes. You're in luck because this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life does not come with a user manual. Like, sometimes you feel like you're on a hamster wheel just chasing that elusive raise or job or relationship or leopard in your mind and you can't catch it and your husband has been kicked out of a hunting club because of a morality clause. You just feel lost. Therapy is your life manual. Therapists are trained to help you figure out what's causing your challenging emotions and learning productive coping skills. Therapy is one of the most worthwhile things you can do for yourself. Mm -hmm. When I see my therapist, it's actually time to breathe. I can exhale now. And it's time for me to work on why I feel like I'm being hunted by my own thoughts. And maybe that's why I love animals so much. Breakthrough moment. Thank you, therapy. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Dateline. That's BetterHelp.com slash Dateline. Because we can all use a little. Better. Help. Thank you, BetterHelp. Nope. Don't put your hand down right now. Does your podcast co-host not let you make animal noises? I let you make animal noise. You can make a different animal noise. (laughs) And you chose a pig. I chose a pig. That was the first one that I thought of that I could do. Brilliant. So then we find out that Larry promoted his dental practice as family friendly. 
Mm. Because, of course, they always do. He even had his employee Sherry's daughter in the commercial. But Sherry even thought, it seems like Sherry's really loyal to Larry at the beginning, but then she admits that he was actually a nightmare to work for. And he would just snap and they he would go Rudolph. That's what they called it when someone would snap. And everyone who worked for him would fear him. He would pound on the wall and throw dental instruments, which are not things, they're very sharp. Some of them you do not, that should not, that's very dangerous. What's happening? Also, yeah. that's not sterile. No. So Anna, the former manager, she only lasted like a year. Good. She got out. She thinks right away when she hears about Bianca, he did it. Because she's also thinking about Lori, and then she's also thinking about the money situation. So apparently Larry would ask patients to pay for their dentistry in cash, which is totally normal, and he would give them a discount when they did. So each office was bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars just in cash every month. And if my dentist asked me for cash... right. I would call the Better Business Bureau. 1,000%. I mean, like, I wouldn't, I remember but I would think on about Alaskan it. Bush People, Gabe had to get some emergency dental work and they traded the dentist for some fish. But that was in a very small town in Alaska. That, now, feels, that feels good. Yeah. That like feels that. better to me than cash almost. Better. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because dentistry can be really expensive if yeah. your teeth are bad and you don't have insurance. Yes. It's so the worst. So you're paying all of that in cash. So that's and he's giving weird. you a discount. But that feels like he's also frauding. That feels, feels like he's billing insurance and it feels super your shady. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. So that's not right. Anna would put the cash into a safe and then Lori or Larry would take out the money and then they would just leave together with these envelopes of cash. Lori and who then, doesn't have a job title. Lori who doesn't have a job title. Great. One day, Lori, blabbermouth Lori, tells Anna, well, we're using the cash because we eventually want to leave the country and not tell anyone, even our families, where we're going. So she thinks Anna's her best friend. Does Lori understand how affairs work? They're supposed to be secret. Do you think, is Anna your best friend? Do you not have any other friends? I think that she thinks it's her best friend. Also, Lori has children of her own, and you're bragging that you want to go away and leave the country and not tell your children where you're going? Do you think this makes you look cool? This seems, this is going to be a problem. This is horrible. So Anna is like, I'm calling the FBI. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Very smart. And uh, this would be an FBI case because it was an international death so they're the ones who would look into it so she calls them and the fbi candy i can assume they're fbi candy i assume they're all hot tells them tells anna oh you're not the first person to have called about larry they've gotten several tips about larry my dentist asked me for cash (laughs) (laughs) exactly be a good call He's in these commercials and he says family friendly, but then he's asking for cash. Yeah. And there's a lady who doesn't have a job title. He's also never here. Scalpels around the office. Oh, yeah. So she tells them, Lori told me he has a year to get rid of Bianca or I'm leaving. So again, Lori is very proud of something that she should not be proud of, which is she gave the man she's having an affair with an ultimatum. To oh my God. get rid of his wife, whatever that means to her. 
So the FBI is looking at it. It's been a couple months since the funeral, and Lori moves in with Larry very fast. Then a couple years pass. Nothing really happens. The FBI is digging quietly. They even go to Zambia, and they interview everyone from that safari trip. And we get to see Andrea walking across the fields of Africa, just looking gorgeous. Uh She looks so... She just belongs everywhere. So... The FBI interviews Spencer, who was their guide, and he remembers Larry changed his story the day of the shooting. He said, my wife killed herself. And Spencer said, that doesn't seem right. She was very happy, even though, again, we know that's not always how that works. Also, but you don't really shoot yourself in the chest with a giant shotgun. Yeah. But... Then he's changed his story and said it was an accident. And he says this thing about loading the gun into the bag. The FBI didn't interview Godfrey. Why? Which Andrea did. So Dateline is better than the FBI. But the funniest part is the way Andrea so pointedly says someone who they didn't interview that we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got that too. I love yeah. it. I can't believe the FBI went all the way to Zambia and didn't interview the manager of the hunting area. Was he out? Was he gone? I don't know. So he said, yeah, Larry was a little strange. I wanted him to go to the police right away when it happened. And he said, are they going to arrest me? And we were like, no, you said it was an accident. So they took him to the police. Hmm. And then we meet the police commander. He thought Larry seemed genuinely upset. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's not sure if he believes the story about the accident. He wasn't sure. So Mm. they go to the cabin and they look at it and they take her body for an autopsy and they do an initial autopsy. But before they could do any further testing, Larry insists that her body is cremated, which is always sus when it happens really fast. And especially in this case, she was very Catholic and her family doesn't believe that she would have wanted to be cremated. So also, I think Larry has plenty of money, so yeah, I think he, he could have, have afforded to back. have flown her body yeah. back. Yeah. So then, we for the meet- sake of her children, one thousand percent. So then we meet Pam Flick, former FBI special agent, and I thought, have we seen her before? She looks very familiar. So I searched my notes for her name. Guess what episode she was in? What? The Intruder with Betsy. What is that? What's going on? Are they in cahoots because they want to hang out with Andrea and be on Dateline? Okay, I know what's happening. No, I know what's happening. Betsy told Andrea about this case. In the first season. When they, in the first episode. When they did Intruder. Now, Pam kind of works maybe for NBC. Some, I think... She's like a former FBI. She's a former FBI, but she's also like, she said, they said she's an affiliate. An affiliate. So she's one of these people they bring on who's not involved in the case, but they've studied the case and they explain things to us. Which they've been doing a ton this season. A ton of lately. And I think that's maybe because of COVID or when it's more recent cases that are still in trial, they can't get people to talk because there's like a gag order. So they have affiliates there's one that comes on later that drove me insane yeah i'll get there i also um, really like it i honestly really like having the people come on because then the hosts are able to just do their job they're having other law enforcement officials or lawyers yeah tell what's happening which is good 
I do, I'm like 2020 does that way too much. There's like practically no host on 2020 because every five seconds is a different correspondent that it's like, here's the guy from MTV. Here's a reporter. Here's a reporter. Uh-huh. Here's a reporter. And it's just, who are all these people? I like a little bit of like, that's my host. That's the host. But I feel like we get enough of the host. We get plan- Yes. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. So I'm about 50-50. I sometimes really like the experts and sometimes I really don't. But I think so, it keeps the host from having to give a, an opinion. It might be a protection thing. That's true. These other people are able to do that. Yeah. Sometimes they just explain things that are so obvious, which is what this guy does later. And I wrote down what he said and I couldn't handle it. So oh no. Oh no. he was very nice. It was just what he said and what the clip that they used. You it's felt personally like. offended. Okay. So you, you felt attacked. But I felt, yeah, a little. I felt like, do you think I'm stupid? Oh, no. All right. So, but how is Betsy and Pam in the same episode again? They don't even live in the same area. I don't even. It has to be a coincidence. I know you don't believe in them. The other case happened in Maine. It's in the intruder. So I don't, we're not even, I don't understand. So horses, not zebras. What is it? What's the obvious conclusion then? They're in cahoots because they want to be on Dateline, specifically with Andrea. That sounds conspiratorial. Okay. Well. I think that that Betsy gave her the case and then I think that she called in Pam because Pam's worked on that one case that Betsy was on and Betsy gave him this case. So we got to ask Andrea or uh, we could ask a Dateline producer. We need to know. Okay. So there is a connection here, though. There is a red string (laughs) wall somewhere with the connection. We have two women that have been on Dateline twice in the same two episodes, both hosted by Andrea. It's not a coincidence. I get it's it. It's definitely not a coincidence. So Larry was pushing really hard for the cremation, and the consulate general thought it was odd. I did have to Google consulate general just to make sure that I was on the right track. What is that? It's kind of like they work for the embassy. So they work for, in Zambia, they would work for the U.S. consulate, which is kind of like the U.S. embassy. In a foreign country. I would love that title. Yeah. Think about it if you were at a dinner party and you were like, oh, this is my friend Katie. She's the consulate general. (laughs) Does sound super fancy. I mean, it sounds so good. You drive a black Lincoln, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the consulate general is very suspicious that Larry is pushing so hard for the cremation. And he isn't that impressed with the Zambian investigation right now he thinks it's moving too fast so he sneaks over to the funeral home before bianca can be cremated brings two security agents and a camera and he takes pictures of her body and right away when he sees the gunshot wound he doesn't think it looks self-inflicted at all the case is moved to the capital of zambia's detective force because that small police force wasn't really able to handle it and it's an important high profile case They seem to be taking it very seriously. They conduct a drop test with the gun to see if it fires when it hits the floor, and it doesn't, Ah. which was another theory that she dropped it and it shot her. Sorry, that sounds weird. It was was another theory that she dropped it and it accidentally discharged. But how would she have dropped it in the bag? It's interesting, yeah. Okay. So 
even though they seem to be taking it seriously and it fails this test, they still decide that it's an accident just within a matter of days. They say it was user error. The gun was loaded and it shouldn't have been loaded because it was being packed and okay. safety precautions weren't taken. Now, Spencer, who was their guide, is shocked because he saw Bianca cleaning the gun the night before. So it should have been clean in good working order, and it should have been empty, most importantly. So in between the night before and when they're packing up, someone put a shell in that gun. And Spencer does not want to say who he thinks did it, but he thinks it was done on purpose. Right. He's very careful to never say who he thinks did it. He does say that Larry's story never really made sense to him. He had said he was in the shower when he heard the gunshot, But when Spencer ran over there, Larry was fully dressed, like jeans, shirt, shoes, belt. Not just that. Shirt tucked in. Yeah. (laughs) Which is going to be very important in a second. But shirt fully tucked in with belt. Yeah. So I do like Spencer because he's super suspicious of Larry. But he won't say it. He's just giving you the facts. He's giving you the facts exactly as they are. The facts are very damning. Yeah. Now, Betsy, remember Betsy, she thinks there's no way Bianca accidentally shot herself because she was so skilled with a gun and she was very careful. Right. These people are. That's why this is so weird is that no one is putting a gun in a bag with a shell in it. Right. And pointing it towards themselves. And I have a feeling these shotguns are like one or two shells. It's, do you know what I'm saying? They're a shotgun. So it's like one. Big ones that go in. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you definitely know if it was loaded. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, I don't think you'd put it in the bag facing your chest. I think that's just human instinct to not have a gun pointing at yourself. I think it's almost impossible to do it because of the way the bag zips. Yeah. Okay. So the FBI are digging for evidence, but the Zambian police don't have the gun anymore, so they can't give it to the FBI because they gave it back to Larry when they cleared him. Wow. So the FBI figures out Bianca had a ton of life insurance policies. There we go. And the insurance companies had hired their own investigator before they paid out Larry, and the investigator had questions and was a little suspicious, but they ended up paying him anyways $4.8 million in life insurance. $4.8 million. Is that yeah. the highest we've heard in that's life insurance? crazy. Yeah, I feel like I that's don't... the highest. Yeah. So Larry and Lori are now living it up in Lebanon, but living Lebanon is Phoenix. Paradise Valley. Is that where they're living? Paradise Valley? Paradise Cove? It's... Sure. Yeah. So... FBI then hears a story that there was another incident with Larry in Zambia 10 years before. Oh, my gosh. All right. Here we go. So he was there on another safari. He claims he was fishing and a crocodile bit his thumb and dragged him into the water by the thumb. No. And he he wrestled that crocodile. No. And somehow escaped with only a partially bitten off thumb. No. So Andrea says, even his friends back in America thought his story was downright fishy. <laughs> Andrea. They thought I was a crock of... There, there you go. go. You just took away one of my tweets. The one oh. dude from the First Hunting Foundation, 
SCI mm-hmm. that kicked him out for adultery and clearly hates Larry. Like he is like seething rage yeah. for Larry, but he's so polite and doesn't want to say, but he's like, you can tell. He thought it was super ridiculous. And then they show us a photo of Larry and we see that he still has most of that thumb. It is like 95% of that thumb is still there. Yeah. You could barely tell anything's missing. Yeah. So the guides, oh, Spencer, first of all, Spencer's rolling his eyes. Spencer thinks this whole thing is another is a crock mm-hmm. also. And he says, well, the guides went there because he shot these distress signals they never found a crocodile <laughs> so the gra- the guides apparently started to think there was no crocodile and that larry shot his thumb off again i'd like to point out it was like five percent of his thumb which also wow. i feel like would be very hard to do to again with these huge guns these guns 5%? are very long yeah. yeah so he files a disability claim for this is just cannot be right. $30,000 a month disability. Yeah, it's right. Which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard because he still has 95% of that thumb and can still do dental work. I would go see a dentist with 95% of a thumb. I think, I think though, if you're filing a claim like that and that's your line of work, something yeah, with your, your hands. Yeah. Even though he was very, well, I don't know, this was 10 years before, so maybe he was still doing a lot of the practice himself at that time. But I don't know. The thumb we see does not look to be. He doesn't, I don't believe he stopped doing dental work. Like, I think he would mainly just go on safaris, basically. So maybe he did stop doing dental work. He collects $3.5 million in disability over the years from. 5% of a thumb. Wow. Here's what I... Did a crocodile bite off 5% of your thumb and you were unable to go out and hunt for your dinner? Fear not. Try HelloFresh. There we go. Get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered to your doorstep. Tis the season for saving money whenever you can. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. So you can use those savings for presents. Maybe get your dentist something because... A thank you note for not being this dentist. (laughs) There is a show on ID called Deadly Dentist that we've never covered. but I'm sure that this is There are that many dentists. I'm sure that this is on that show. Looking to eat a little bit less meat after watching this episode? Well, they have veggie meals that are so delicious. I am also in love with their quick 10-minute lunches because I really struggle with lunch because I tend to think, oh, I'm going to make veggie burgers. I'm going to be so into it. And I buy all the buns and I buy all the veggie burgers. I buy the tomatoes. I buy the lettuce. And I have them like once and then I'm sick of them. And so then I have all of this leftover stuff. Yeah, we've been there. We've all been there. So I love that they send me, for example, 10-minute burrata pesto sandwich. Burrata. Love the burrata. Yes. And it, it, they just send you just what you need. So there's no wasted ingredients after. I love that. My brother and his new wife have been very busy lately. So I gifted them with a box of HelloFresh. And I did veggie because she tends to eat more plant-based and he eats meat. So what they did is they did everything and then they added some like ground beef to his portions and it made it 
perfect. They sent me pictures. It looked amazing. They got to meal prep for the whole week, which is their favorite thing to do because meal prepping is like a cult that I am begging to join and can't get in. Um, But I'm trying. I bought some Tupperware with little dividers in it. I'm really going to try. So they were just beyond thrilled. It was like the best gift ever. Because I, they didn't have to go grocery shopping that week, and amazing. they got all the ingredients. It was just amazing. Loved it. You can get breakfast, lunch, dinners, snacks, and with HelloFresh Market, you can get stuff for charcuterie boards, desserts. If you're hosting a holiday party, go with HelloFresh. Make it easy on yourself because the holidays are freaking stressful. Take that off your plate and just go with HelloFresh. Go to hellofresh.com/dateline18 and use code dateline18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Dateline18 and use code Dateline18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. Woo! Ring, ring. Hello. This is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Have you tried our charcuterie boards? Please send three. Thank you very much. Bye. Happy holidays. (laughs) Is that what you do when people call you? Just ask them to send me things? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes it works. I love it. And then I get charcuterie. Yeah. It can't go wrong. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you, HelloFresh. Katie, what I like about Zola is that they appreciate that everyone's wedding is different. Yes. So let's say you are Larry and Bianca and you want to have a safari-themed wedding. Zola's got you covered. Or whatever the opposite of that is, which would be my wedding. Zola's (laughs) like, sure, no judgment. Let us A plant-based wedding. You would be having a plant-based wedding. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Let us help you. It would be beautiful. Look, I love a good wedding. I really do because I love cake Mm -hmm. and also I love dressing up. I love seeing Mm -hmm. my friends and I like music. Yeah. But I know a lot of planning and time goes into creating those magical days. And I know that even the chair that I'm sitting in eating my cake thought was put into that chair. Oh, that's true. And look, every couple is different. Every couple has their own ideas about chairs and their own ideas for their special day. But luckily, for any kind of wedding you want, there is one place to start, and that's Zola. Zola has everything you need all in one place. They've thought of everything, venues, invites, registry, and more. They'll be with you every step of your wedding planning journey. And when you plan your wedding, there are always things that come up that you won't expect Mm. without fail. For example, chairs. I almost didn't have enough. And then I had too many. This is why Zola is really important. Zola can be your expert guide. It's sort of like a best friend in the computer who has been there and has Mm. great advice. So whatever your style or budget, Zola has you covered. Photographers, florists, all the things you need and more to make that wedding happen. And once you've set the date, you can send your save the dates and invitations right on Zola too. There are so many great designs to choose from and they make it so easy. Also, you can get a wedding website for free and free is not usually a word that is associated with weddings Mm -hmm. and the wedding website is essential if you're having a wedding you need a website because you don't want people texting you on the day of your wedding my cousin ron Ron, I won't forget. Now it's time for the really exciting part, and that's building your wedding registry. So whatever you want, whatever your interest, they've got you covered. Classic cookware, camping supplies, those chairs with cup holders that you need when you're camping. 
There's another chair that you need. Chairs. Plus, you can gift experiences, which is something I people love, love to yes. have if they don't just want items. Um, a lot of people also just need chairs. Yeah. Just not too many. Wedding planning should not take over your life. And Zola has thought of everything so that you can plan the celebration that's just right for the two of you. So start planning the wedding you want today at Zola.com forward slash date dateline. That Z-O-L-A dot com forward slash date dateline. Zola D, Zola da, wedding's fun, and Zola gets your wedding done. Thank you, Zola. Thank you, Zola. So it is now 2020, so it's been a few years since, yeah, since Bianca's death. Larry and Lori are at their favorite steak place, Steak 41, I believe it's called. Steak 44. Steak 44. It's very swanky, this steak place. And they go there all the time. It's their favorite place. They eat, they love meat. What Larry loves meat, I bet he has imported some exotic illegal meats to eat at this steak place. I bet in the kitchen they have some zebra back there. Maybe. So they are sitting there at the bar with their favorite bartender, Brian, who loved them because they came in all the time. And Brian says, "You mean Brian Lovelace? <laughs> Brian Lovelace. You have to say his whole name. Sorry, because Brian. Lovelace. His name is Brian Lovelace, and I loved him. And I thought maybe he should put an album out because <laughs> it's a great name for an album. Yeah. Right? So I think there was a Dateline with the Lovelace. Couple. Brian Lovelace, home for the holidays, and it's him singing <laughs> Christmas song. Think about it, Brian. If you sing, yeah. so." Brian says they usually got along really well, were really nice, but this night there was like tension. They seemed to be arguing, but I couldn't tell what they were talking about because the music was really loud in the restaurant. But then all of a sudden the music switches songs. So there's a brief moment of quiet. And during that moment, Brian hears Larry say to Lori, I killed my effing wife for you. So this is one of those dumb jokes from sitcoms that we've seen a million times, but it's actually real. You know, like on Full House, screw you, DJ Tanner. We don't like you anymore. You know what you did. Or Saved by the Bell. And someone's on Saved by the Bell and they're in the cafeteria and they're like trying to whisper something embarrassing. I just peed my pants. And their friend is like, what? And they're like, I just peed my pants. And the friend's like, what? what? I can't hear you. And then they go, I just, I just peed, peed my, my pants. pants. Yeah. And just as everyone in the cafeteria stops talking. So we've all seen that joke before. We have seen the really joke, happened. but this was real. And then immediately followed by, for all those times you stood <laughs> by me. I want that to be the next song that came on. That one or look into my eyes, you will see what. I'm sorry, I can't sing like Brian Adams. I do but like you get that it. song. So, Everyone likes uh, that song. I loved Brian Adams. Everyone likes everything I do. I do it for you. Yeah. Show me a person that doesn't like it. That's true. I and I'll show you. you a sociopath. All right. <laughs> so Brian is like, what? And he says to Andrea, he says, I was so confused because I thought all this time Lori was Larry's wife. So when he says, I murdered, I killed my wife for you, he's like, what? So and then he said Lori stormed out very upset and Larry quickly paid the check and ran off too. Oh, so it's very strange. And then Brian talked about it with other bartenders in a group text they have going, which I would love to I be knew you wanted to be on, on that group a group text, text yeah. with bartenders who work at a fancy rich steakhouse mm-hmm. because they have all the hot goss. All of it. Yeah. 
And they're really fun. I just know it. Yes. So they tell him, the other bartenders say, Brian, you have to go to the police. But he lets it go. He says, I don't think Larry has a dead wife. His wife is Lori. So they, it couldn't have been that can't. It's I don't know. It must have been something else. And I was thinking, just Google him, Brian. You could quickly find out if he has a dead wife. Finally, someone on the group chat sends Brian a link to an article about Bianca. And he says, Lori isn't the wife. There is a wife that died. Hmm. And so now he still doesn't know what to do. Amber, his wife, doesn't want him to get involved because Larry is this rich, powerful guy. And Amber... I kind of get that. The reason I kind of get that is because Brian is a bartender and Larry is like a bajillionaire. I don't mean the bartenders can't make good money, but you know. Was he a good tipper? He was a good tipper. That's why I didn't rat him out. (gasps) If he's there three or four times a week and he's making... It could be literally part of his income. He could be making three to $400 from this guy a week. You are smearing Brian's name. I'm not. He said that it was... I don't, th- I mean, I think it could have been financially partially motivated. That's why I wouldn't have done it. If I like didn't have a ton of money and was making good money off this guy, I would question what I heard. You would still go to the police. No, I would also question what I heard. I would not trust my own head at all. No. So maybe Brian just didn't trust what he heard. Maybe it seemed too perfect. It seems like a cartoon. What right. you said, it seems like a sitcom. Yeah. So maybe he was like, maybe I just imagined that. I would talk myself out of it. The way he explains it is that he, in the article, it says that it was investigated by the Zambian police and ruled an accident. So he thinks, well, they've done an investigation and they've ruled it an accident. So there was no crime. Right. And he doesn't know that the FBI is looking at it. No. So he thinks it's a closed case and he doesn't want to get involved. So that makes sense too. It kind of makes sense. I personally, I would get involved because I just would. And I do this show about Dateline, but maybe he has a shady past. I give him, I'm going to give him like grace and say, I understand why he did. Maybe he has unpaid parking tickets. There you go. So now it's 2021. FBI is still investigating. They are doing ballistic tests with the same kind of shotgun, and they compare the results to those sneaky photos that the consulate general took. And they determined that the gun must have been one foot to three feet away from her. So they don't think there's any way that she could have shot herself. Larry, they feel like they have enough now. Larry I feel and like Lori. That's great. That, but I don't understand why that took several years. Right. Okay. Larry and Lori are flying down to their condo in Mexico because the rich white murderers love Mexico on Dateline. They just love to have multiple properties. My God. So many properties. And oh, they just love Mexico. We you can live really cheap on Mexico. I love Mexico. We should have been dentists, really. Yeah. When So they're going to Mexico. They are detained at the airport, escorted back to the States. Larry is arrested for murder and insurance fraud. And he is – we get recordings of him in the jail talking to Lori. And he says, I'm so depressed. It's such a – it's a bad place in here. I'm locked in this cage. And I was like, like an animal, you mean? Oh, my. Yes. Seriously? They left that – Dateline did that on purpose. Uh Uh-huh. And when Brian, the bartender, sees that he's been indicted for murder, 
He still doesn't know what to do. He's more confused than ever. But he has this coworker who probably is on that group chat, and her nickname is Nancy Drew because she gets involved in everything. Kimberly, and were you on that group chat? <laughs> I am Nancy Drew. Were you on? Was that? Were you? It was on? me. Okay. It was me. So she contacts the FBI without telling Brian. And then says, sorry, Brian, you're going to get a call later from the FBI. And he's like, you couldn't have told me ahead of time that you were going to do that. No, she was probably like, well, you weren't doing it. You were going to try to talk me out of it. So I just did it. I just did it. It's Misty in Yellow Jackets. (laughs) Citizen detective. Lori testifies in front of the grand jury and is very evasive. A very, a lot of I do not recall. Oh, brother. And six weeks later, she is arrested because she was not only evasive, she was kind of fibbing on oh, some boy. of those. So they arrest her for perjury and accessory after the fact. So and they obstruction. She, and obstruction she of justice. She got the trifecta. Yeah. So they think she had some involvement or at least after knew about the murder. Yeah. So... Lori's lawyer says she has no involvement. She had no knowledge of it. She did not give him an ultimatum even, even though she told that coworker that she did give him an ultimatum. She refuses to flip on Larry and take a deal. She's going to go to trial. Larry also is going to trial. He has apparently who a big shot lawyer who is wearing a backpack into court, which kind of took away from it a little bit. I understand it's very practical, but if you kind of but- look... Like, young, I wouldn't wear a backpack. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. So the FBI, they're not done. They feel like they need more. So they go to Ohio, and they find this company called Anthrotech, which studies human dimensions for design solutions, like building 3D models of humans for, I'm unsure. Why would you need that? I don't know. Designs. What do you mean designs? I don't know. That's what it said. All right. I'm sure they do really, really cool stuff. So the guy that runs it is Dr. Brad Miller. And I think it's Brad Miller. Like, that's his last name. His name name is Dr. Bruce Brad Miller. Okay, so it's not Brad Miller. It's It's Brad Miller. I put it on. It's B-R-A-D-T-M-I-L-L-E-R. One word, Brad Miller. Brad Miller. He is asked by the FBI to help with the crime and confirm that Bianca couldn't have shot herself. So he does an experiment with 36 women standing in for Bianca, and he has all of them try to put the gun in the bag, and no one points the gun at themselves when doing so, because I just think no one would do that, even if they know the gun is empty. Agreed. And he has them try to zip up the bag with the gun pointed at their chest, which is what she was apparently trying to do, and they can't do it. And then the doctor tests Andrea. He measures her arms and her limbs and her head, and he determines that she is of the perfect length. She's perfection. And he has her try to put the gun in the bag while it's pointed at her. And Andrea says, we want to emphasize again that the gun was not loaded. And I felt like there was an unspoken Kimberly. I do too. I absolutely think there was. We want to emphasize again, for some of our more sensitive viewers, <laughs> that the gun is not loaded. Andrea is not in danger. In we any way. We not like the Cliff episode. Do not or the send snake us tweets. Episode. Do not send us letters. <laughs> 
they know I'm in a full on panic anytime Andrea is in danger because she's just more adventurous than the other hosts and I get concerned, but she's never scared. So she can't, she can barely hold up the heavy gun at that. It's very heavy and it's awkward, like the balance of where the gun has its weight. And Andrea is very fit. And she's like, this is really heavy. It's hard to hold and point it. And she can't even reach the trigger. Right. So apparently out of the 36 women, and now Andrea makes 37, only one of the women could touch the trigger, barely touch the trigger with her finger, because she had very flexible shoulders. Meaning she could pop her shoulders out of socket. That's what I think. Yeah. The doctor thinks it's extremely unlikely that Bianca did this. I would love if they had someone testify that Bianca had arthritis in her shoulders or something like that. Oh, yeah. And then we would be able to know for sure. So in July of 2022, Larry and Lori go on trial together. So sweet. Bonnie and Clyde. That's wild. We never yeah. see that where they go together. Because the charges are so different. Larry's lawyer said, okay, she didn't shoot herself with the finger on the trigger. The gun dropped and went off. That's their theory. Even though the Zambian police tested that theory and it didn't discharge, they didn't film their test. And now the gun is gone, so they can't, like, redo the test. The owner manual for the gun does warn that if you drop it, it can discharge. So but that's got to be any gun. I would think they just have to put that warning in, even if it's one million percent chance that it could happen. The defense says Bianca's will said that she wanted to be cremated, and she had signed that will six months before her death. I want to know who notarized it. I want to know who witnessed it. I want to know if there were cameras. Yeah. I'm thinking of Butch Patrick. Oh, yes, exactly. Eddie Munster. I'm thinking of that case. I want to know everything about that. The defense says... That what Larry said at the bar that night was, they think I killed my wife for you. I don't know if that would make Lori freak out and storm out of the restaurant. Maybe it just, she was embarrassed that everyone had heard because it was quiet. Or if she had already, it seemed more like she was very upset because he had yelled that horrible thing. I don't know, but I feel like she already knew. So I don't really know why she would freak out out if he said... Yeah, if he said, I think I killed, they think I killed my wife for you. No, I think they were but- just fighting. I think so she stormed out. I don't think it had anything to do with that comment. I think they don't, she already knew that. Yeah, that I makes think sense. it was just, and then I think maybe she was embarrassed because yeah. she thought people heard. So who knows? Brian is sure he heard, I killed my wife for you. Which there is good no- because if somebody had s- suggested to me that what I had heard was, I think I killed you, they think I killed my wife for you, I would totally second guess it. So good right. for him. Mm-hmm. And it's a good, it's a good defense. Yeah. So Larry takes the stand. When Larry takes the stand. Oh my gosh, Larry. So Larry says he wasn't in the shower. He was just in the bathroom, but he was already dressed. And that's why he was dressed. And he cries on the stand and says he loves her. Now, this is when the legal expert dude, who's a lawyer who was not involved in the case, explains to us if he's able to convince those jurors that this was an accident, then he will walk. And if not, he'll be convicted. That's literally the whole point of the episode and of most trials, of all trials. Does he think we don't, sir? Please take a seat. You are not needed here. 
It went past me, but... Are you saying that if a jury thinks you killed someone, you're found guilty? And you Why go to prison? Why did they leave it in? I might not be able to find Zambia on a map, but I can understand a murder trial, especially one that Dateline has already explained to me. He, yeah, might not be a, he might not be a true crime person, so he might just think that people just might not know that. Maybe. That they think that in trials, like, if they don't prove their case, you sometimes still go to prison. Well, if they find you in, if they find you not guilty, you go to prison still? Maybe. The point of a trial is to convince the jury that you're innocent. That's literally what he said to us. I can't. I can't. It's not great. I really wish you hadn't pointed it out because now I don't. <laughs> now I'm upset. I don't know why he said that. Okay, so Larry, this will make you feel better. Is found guilty of everything. Hey, yeah. And Lori is found guilty of some of her charges. Most of her charges. Most of her charges. So just not weirdly some of the perjuries. Yeah, I think she had only lied on some of the things, but they maybe overcharged her with some of those things from the grand jury testimony. Okay. So we hear the jail phone call after the trial between the daughter, Anna Bianca, and Larry. And it's very sad because she just loves him and seems to really believe that he's innocent. At least that's what you think. She's saying, like, I didn't even get to hug you, and how could they take you away from me? But then she says, I don't understand why did you love Lori more than you loved me and mom? I think this is a separate phone call. That's not the same phone call, I So think. maybe she thinks he's innocent of the murder, but she does realize that he has been cheating with Lori. And so she's mad about that, but she still thinks he's innocent of murder, which is what s some people on Dateline do think. He says, I didn't love her more. And she says, well, it felt that way. And he says... Get ready for it. She was just my friend. I needed a friend to have sex with. Oh, my God, Dad. No. That's all. I needed a friend to have sex with. Who says that to their daughter who is crying on the phone? And then even weirder, but I know she didn't mean it this way. I think she didn't hear. Here's the thing is that she was making noise when he said the sex part because it's hard to hear. I think she yeah. didn't hear him say this. I don't believe she meant it this way at all. At and she, all. Yes, you're right. She probably didn't hear it like that. But it is unfortunate it. Yes. that the conversation goes, I needed a friend to have sex with. And she says, I'm your friend. I would, I would do anything, anything for, you. for you. She definitely didn't hear the sex I part because I heard her sob. I 100% believe she did not mean that and that she didn't hear no. or she didn't mean it that way. Sometimes also your brain doesn't allow you to hear stuff like that. So Absolutely. who knows? But yeah. it is unfortunate because it's a weird phone call. But it's also something came out in the trial that we don't know about that you love Lori more. There was some specific instance that she's talking about or he was asked that. He was asked if at the time he was more in love with Lori than his wife. Something. Something mm -hmm. happened where he had to cop to how he felt about Lori versus how he felt about Bianca. Maybe. And she I just, don't know if he ever admitted to the affair. If he's just saying she was my friend and then she moved in after Bianca died. Oh, really good question. I don't know. That's so I a don't good even point. know if he may that not was acknowledged. Have. He may have just kept sort of weirdly lying to protect his... Daughter's because feelings? You're a bad dude, man. I don't... Stop it. You're a cheater. Yeah. Just own the cheating and then maybe get yourself out of prison. But if you're... 
by lying about that, it makes you look like you're lying about everything. It's a really Mm -hmm. bad idea. Yeah. So she says, I dedicated my whole life to you. I became a dentist to follow in your footsteps. And then on a different phone call, she gets really mad at Lori. And she says, stupid Lori ruined our family. She made me lose my dad. And I was like, now I really hate Lori. I think she's horrible. But she's not the reason. Like, your dad had some impetus in this some impetus a lot she's not she's your dad has half if not but more she has a, yeah your dad yeah. has at least a major a lion's share oh boy there oh you boy go. of the blame on this one and larry says remember honey we can't say too much on these phones what does yeah. that mean why can't she say that because he wants to appeal, so he doesn't want anything incriminating to come out. She's not saying anything incriminating. She's saying how she feels about yeah. the woman that you were having an affair with on her mom. Yeah, I know. It's rough. I don't like that. I don't like that he, like, shushes her, basically. Yeah. Don't shush your daughter. Yeah. Calm down, Larry. Larry calls Lori from jail, and she's on house arrest waiting sentencing. And he says, I didn't even get to say goodbye to you. It's the worst thing in the world. Real, that's, is it the worst? Is it the worst thing in the oh world? Oh my gosh. Larry is not sympathetic. Neither is Lori. And because they're talking no. about the jury wouldn't even look at us when they came out. I just knew it was over. And Larry says, Well, they hated me because of the affairs and the girlfriends and the money. I can think yep. of a few other reasons why they hated you, but those are a great start. Those are big. Yeah. So now Lori had planned to keep running the dental practice. She was running it remotely because she was living off in Paradise, Pleasant Valley, wherever, with Larry. So she was running, unofficially running with no title, the dental firms. And so she was planning to do that until she had to go to prison. And she also thought she could move into Larry's newly renovated mansion. But Lori is fired by Larry's son, the lawyer. And cut off from the bank accounts and the properties. And she is livid. And she is saying to Larry, these kids don't deserve anything. They've never worked for any of this like you and I have. I'm watching our business crumble. They're such idiots. They shut off all the credit cards to spite me. And if you felt a little sorry for Lori before, that's when... That stops. This is when that all changes. And does Larry say a word to defend his children? Absolutely not. Nay. His children who came and sat by him every day of trial. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Also, they might not have worked for the dental firm. Well, the daughter worked for the dental firm. She She helped. Also, what position, what did you do that built the business, Lori? Besides take out the cash. Calm down. And you're mad that you're now cut off. the regional manager. (laughs) So another issue is that she's legally not supposed to be talking to Larry, and she's now being recorded talking to Larry all the time. But in their defense, I was like, oh, that still stands, because that happened during the grand jury part of the case, was yeah. that you they're going to forbid all contact between the two of you because you're co-defend- co-defendants, right? Right. I thought that stopped the minute he got his verdict. Yeah, no. That they were charged, but it's not. No, and they're not going to let it go either. They might let that go, but this is, they hate these people. They really don't like them, yeah. And so they arrest her again for talking to Larry, and they put her in jail until she's sentenced, so no more house arrest. Sorry, Lori. And she might get 15 years. Larry, without, which would be amazing. 
Larry might get life. Neither Mm -hmm. of them choose to appear on Dateline. And Betsy ends the episode by saying that Bianca was wonderful and made a difference in this world. And people need to talk about her so that Larry doesn't win. And I would like to talk to Betsy about why she's been on Dateline twice. And then we can talk about Bianca, too. And you can tell us more about Bianca. Yeah. Call us, Betsy. So, B-roll bonanza. Oh, yeah. So much so many beautiful animals. So many Zambia animals. That was some are so the babies, cool. little babes. Yeah. There were some animals that I don't know what their names are. I know. Well, I don't know what those things are. They're they look like deer almost, and they have ears that stand up with the black that outline, and they sort of the hair stands up higher than the ears. Do you know what I'm talking about? It looks like antelopes. A big, they might be antelopes. They very well might be antelopes. I'm not sure what an antelope looks like. Off the top. I wrote yak, but I think a yak has horns. Yeah, yaks have horns. Ever, so beautiful. All the animals. The head of the foundation antelopes, but those has a Folgers moment with Will a mug beast. that someone on Twitter thought was upside down and took a screen grab and it fully looks like the mug is empty and he's holding it upside down. Really? And so he was like, Dateline, I know you wanted to give him this coffee moment, but you made him hold the muck upside down. <laughs> and you know, everyone was laughing. And then someone else posted another screenshot. And you can see that the bottom is just really concave. And it makes it look like the bottom is the top. That's and it funny. was So it was a whole thing on Twitter. Oh, my it was gosh. Pretty funny. The mystery of the mug. We see Anna Grimley. Anna, the office manager mm-hmm. who befriended Lori. We see her on a computer taking notes. Mm-hmm. She's like looking at the computer and taking notes. Mm. Somebody else is taking notes later. And then we see her on stairs looking at her phone. We're seeing oh, more phone looking. And then we also see her. We've had that recently. Yeah. And we see her walking on a sidewalk. I saw the sidewalk. Vegas? Mm-hmm. They say she yeah, lives she in lives Vegas in Vegas now. now. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure where she is. The funeral home in Zambia is called Ideal Funeral Home. Ideal. It's not bad. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's better than not ideal. Right, that's true. This is yeah, fine. that's true. The Three Rivers Dental had a ticker tape sign. Did you see it on the side? Kind of yeah. like the big con. Yeah. Where it's like that neon yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Red. His commercials, he wishes he could be the big con. By the way, if you don't know what the big con is, join us for part two of our Patreon Supercast But you episode. need to go back and listen to part one. You have to go back and listen yeah, to part it's a, one. It's, it's the wildest dense... con man story I've ever... It's so wild. It's, it's about so to get great. wilder. We had to break it up into two months. It's shocking. It's really, really good. I can't wait to watch the rest. I can't. I'm so I excited. Know. I keep trying to push up the recording date so I can watch <laughs> the rest. Um, did we get a wide shot of Andrea in Zambia. Did you see mm-hmm. that where they sort of pan out and she's doing Zone, voiceover? It was a drone shot. It was that very was good. really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved that. And then obviously Andrea walking and talking in Mumbwa, I think, which is the capital. Yes. Mumbwa. And then Spencer, the scout, he is the game scout. He's walking in the wilderness there too a yes. lot. We see yes. a lot of him in the sort of brush. Mm-hmm. Looking very handsome in his suit by the yes. way, in his scout yeah. outfit. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Brant Miller is also taking notes off his computer in his B-roll, the oh. guy that did the experiments. So what is that? Is this a new trend? Trend alert. I feel like when they said, I bet you've never used your 3D human dimensions work to work a crime case before, and he said, no, never. I was surprised because I would think it was would be very useful in forensics. So what are you using it for? 
Right. I just still don't Because it makes me think of something kind of scary. And I don't. No, no, no. I think like, okay, let's say car companies and they're testing their seatbelts and their airbags to make dummies. Because, hey, hashtag women, you know that only recently did they start making like proportionately women's seatbelts because the dummies, their heads would just get capacitated, decapitated. Did we get capitated? They only made male dummies for a long time because they didn't care if the women died in the car crashes. So maybe things like that. I don't know really what design means, but it encompasses a lot of things. Engineering, unsure. But I bet it's all really cool. Okay. When you said capitated, there are some coffee companies that like there's this one, I think it's called, I don't know, there's like goth coffee companies Mm -hmm. that do stuff. It would be really funny if they did instead of caffeinated and decaffeinated, capitated and decapitated. Yeah, Yeah, that would be TM. (laughs) We're on fire with the TMs. I'm getting, we've had a break. Yeah. So that's when the TMs come back because I've had a long time. To mm-hmm. think of a lot of ideas. I've also thought of a few really good drag queen names. Okay, great. I wrote them down for later. You'll have to join our Patreon to find out. So <laughs> the courtroom, does it have blue velvet seats? Did you notice, notice that? No. Sorry, I'm obsessed with chairs, apparently. Did you? <laughs> they have, you won't know that if you're listening on our Patreon because you won't have heard our ads. But I think the seats were velvet. Yeah. I've never seen that in a courtroom yet, like, like a that. velvet I like that. It's fancy. It's like you're at a movie theater. If I was going to buy you a seat, I would buy you a, like a dark blue velvet seat. You That yeah. would be pretty with you. Yeah. Okay. Fashion police. Betsy's wearing a fancy embroidered jacket of some sort with like big buttons on it. Oh, big yeah, she is. Brass buttons. I loved all of Andrea's safari outfits. One is khaki pants, pink scarf. It's very like she's on a safari. Yeah. She No, and then in one, she's wearing sort of this olive green, like an army green almost dress, but yeah. with like a little belt. That was cute. So cute. Andrea's also in white jeans in this episode. I love when her queen wears white jeans. It's she's been a while. She's in her classic white jeans for the act, for the, with Dr. Brant Miller, trying to that. work the gun. I was like, oh, jeans. Wow. That's That's white. a classic. But white, when you're dealing with a thing, I would think that guns might be dirty. That's all. Yeah. Anyways, Anna, Anna's hair was very cool to me because it was purple mixed with her salt and pepper. And I thought mm-hmm. that was very pretty. Looked yeah. Cool. I you didn't it. notice it right away. And then she has huge feather earrings. Mm. Huge. Cool. Yeah. I, I couldn't see what it was at first. I was like, what is hanging off her? Oh, and they're feathers. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. Any brands on happy being on Dateline? Steak 44? Animals. No, animals Safari came out animals. well. Yeah, they did. The come only off animal well. that did not come off well is that crocodile because he, if he existed, he should have just killed Larry. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Lazy crocodile. Crocodile did not eat part of a thumb. That no, just didn't happen. Like a, maybe a baby one. Was he just yeah. embarrassed to say it was a baby? Right. Like the tiniest of babies. Right. Okay. I still think a baby crocodile would eat your hand. Uh, yeah, I don't. No, it's ridiculous. None of that story makes sense. Did you have titles? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the red is blood because Larry Rudolph shot him. Oh, yeah. He would shoot Rudolph. So Rudolph shoots Rudolph. Oh. Ikea, an easy-to-assemble murder. Because I felt like we knew it was the husband the whole time. Nancy Drew in the case of the mystery safari. There we go. Um, And then I think I thought Tom, Rand- Tom Randolph, the yeah. widower, was named Rudolph. 
because I said the widower part two, another Rudolph on the hunt, which would be great, except if it was, I think his name was Tom Randolph, the widower. It was, but I'm going to give it to you on a technicality because I wrote down Tom Rudolph at the beginning of this. (laughs) Because, yeah. Oh, Kafui. Yeah, that's good. Crocodile Dork D. I don't know where I was going with that. No, that's not good. He's not really even a dork. Thumbing your nose at the law. Ding, 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 ding. We have a double title. Did you write that down? Thumbing his nose at the law. Literally word for word. (gasps) Double title. Amazing. Did it. Okay, that's all I have. We might have two because I had a Rudolph. Well, it's close. I have Hunt a Killer, which I believe is a game. That we're not sponsored by. Yes. But we're friends on Instagram. It does kind of work for this. Mm -hmm. And then I had something I I was trying to get somewhere with animal print. Animal prints, like fingerprints. I don't, I was trying really hard. I didn't get there. Larry and Lori do a murder. I just thought it was a cute (laughs) name for a movie. Yeah. Leopards, jackals, and murder. Oh my. And then run, run, Rudolph. Santa, there's a killer in town. Excellent. All right. I love it. All right. That's what I got. Tweet. Melissa says, watching tonight's Dateline, going to go out on a limb saying Kimberly will not enjoy this one. Charles, our friend Charles says, Jesus, Andrea, get a stand in. Oh, Charles is just as defensive as you are. Apart. I know. Carly, who's pretty plus more, who's obsessed with the contractions. Killers don't use contractions. The lawyer said he did not do this. Even attorneys lying about the murder don't use contractions. Case closed. I love it. Leah says the leopards came back and killed her with her own weapon. Leopards won trophy hunter zero. And Barry Wine said alternative theory. <laughs> <laughs> Karen says, we need a corollary. If you change your life insurance beneficiary, tell everyone and add, if your spouse is cheating on you, don't go with them to a place with guns. I mean, I feel like we shouldn't have to keep saying these things. But Uh yes, yes. Free Shrug says, am I to understand that SCI wouldn't let poor Dr. Rudolph join in any hunting games? Oh, my God. Katie took out her earplugs, which either means she's very upset that she didn't come up with that. Yes. Okay. That one. I'm a very upset. I thought of the Run Run Rudolph song while we were recording. Yeah. Because it didn't occur to me to go with Rudolph. Right. Okay. I understand. That was good. That was a good job. Kendra says, these people are in a foreign country hunting animals for sport. I don't know. I'm already on the side of the animals. <laughs> Free Shrug says, Rudolph, the homicidal dentist. I, I was kind of like what you did. I have to give uh, up. Jeff says, Lori got cut off like Larry's thumb. Oh. I uh, love the Julian. I love that the son fired her. Oh, good that was for great. Him. That's I so wanted good. to stand up and applaud. Yeah. Mickey says, it would seem the good doctor was Mickey. cleaning. Yeah. Not a different Mickey. Oh, okay. Mickey Martini. Are we sure? Yes, I'm positive. I've seen he's always on Twitter. I was going to say because Mickey Martini would be a great Twitter handle for our Mickey. Well, I, I, that's true. I'm sure she's in, she enjoys she's a, a martini, martini gal. Yeah. yeah. This Mickey Martini says it would seem the good doctor was cleaning Lori's cavities. Borf. Amuse Bush says this guy is fun. Here, Andrea, take this and try to shoot yourself. Wow. And Paula said, "Is Andrea in danger?" Yeah, always. Gina says crocodile tears equal disability money. 
Oh, brother. Crockett, yeah, uh uh-huh. Mo says, for 30K a month, I can live with one and a half thumbs. Again, it's like one and 95% thumbs. But that also means that he said he made 30 grand a month, which he probably did. I'm sure he did. 30 grand a month. I know. No, that's probably a percentage. You probably can't get the full amount. It's like when you go on unemployment, you get a percentage. Right. My God. Yeah. Barry Wine, who we met, that was she was like the first person I ever met at CrimeCon years and years and years ago. Do I, I did kill- I meet her? No, you were somewhere else, and I was waiting in line to give Dateline guys presents or something. Oh, yes, I remember this. Okay. She says, I killed my wife for you. Well, you and over four million in life insurance, but you really. Wow. Rue says, Mexico has entered the chat. <laughs> Mexico and Walmart, like, just seem to always pop up Is somewhere. Mexico on the bingo cards? No, maybe should be. Yeah, that's I don't want one. Mexico to be insulted by this. It's no, just because we people, this, murderers keep trying to get there. It's close, and they think it's going to be more lax, and it's cheaper for sure than Canada. Dana says, good grief, if you're going to stage a hunting accident, shouldn't you actually be hunting at the time? And I mean, it would have been so much easier. That's what what's wrong with you. And Jeff said, exactly. What in the Dick Cheney? (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch Vice yet? No. I'm dying for you to see it just because of the Christian Bale makeup. It it was like, it's unreal. Literally, that's the only reason I kind of thought, did he do it? Because the ridiculousness of this happening, and maybe he just couldn't do it because the scout was always with them. I think because, because Spencer, Spencer was, was there, always with them when they were out on the safari hunts. So that's why he had to do it as an accidental thing. And I'm wondering if that's also why Spencer was suspicious, because maybe there were a few points where Spencer felt like he was trying to get Spencer to leave. Oh, or interesting. Go away. Yeah. Or we're just going to go for this really early hunt. You don't have to come meet up with us at about noon. Totally. And Spencer was like, no, it's my job. And that makes sense because it happened the morning they were leaving. Like maybe he was trying the whole time. Maybe he was trying the whole time. And he finally was down to the wire and they were flying back. I feel like that might be it. Yeah. All right. We solved it. It'd be interesting to go back and compare to our other hunting one, which was where the woman they were going hunting and she thought he was a bear or something. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. We should do, yeah, we should go and look at that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Such a good year. We're not done yet. We still have a few more episodes, but thank you for 2022 being awesome. Yes. I mean, not gen- in general, but for the podcast, it's been pretty good. You guys, thank you so much. And then yeah. please, if you're not already, follow us on social media. Follow us on Instagram at Date Dayline and follow us on Twitter. Kimberly's very funny. Things happen. Other people are very funny. There's lots yeah. of, it's fun. Yeah. And please tell a friend about our podcast. We'd love to yeah. grow in the new year. We're going to be doing some new things, but we'd love to have some new listeners. We really want to grow. Fun. We've become a little stagnant and we want to just amp it up. How nice. dare you? 2023 balls to the wall no all day every day we'll see all right everyone take care of yourselves be nice to people out there it's a stressful time and be your own consulate general (laughs) bye everybody last christmas i gave you my heart covers don't count guys so i could sing it all out oh so many thought i got you for a second so many people just started sweating and we're like no why would you do it it doesn't it's only the original oh my gosh bye everybody bye 
how do you pronounce that word? Call, cor, cor, can't. I had it before. Call, call, corollary. We need a car. We need a corollary. Corollary. Thank Cor- you. You were just going. You couldn't get off car. You got to go a different vowel. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. You need a correlation between. We need a cor, cor- corollary. 